Hey everyone, it's me, Brianna, and welcome back to another episode of my podcast, Where Do We Go From Here? Actually, I'm just realizing this is like the first official episode. The first part that I recorded was actually the trailer, Um, but this is the first official episode, and you know what's crazy? When I launched my trailer, I was literally like, feeling you know your girl's a podcaster but I was going through the motions of like am I really what am I gonna talk about I really don't know and the reality is I got mad stuff to talk about like mad stuff stuff for days um but I really don't want to dominate my podcast. I really do want to interview people and share space with people. Um, but we're in the middle of a whole pandemic, so it can be really difficult. But I've been really looking into ways that I can create um you know, podcast content with others because I know that you all don't want to just hear from me all the time. And I really love interviewing people and talking to people. And I feel like, you know, this would be a really great space to do that. But Anyways, there's been so much going just through my mind and things that I really just wanted to discuss in hopes of it resonating with someone. Um, So just to give you all a little bit of background about me. So my name is Brianna. I'm 27. I'm from Boston, Mass, and I still live in Boston. Um, I went to undergrad at UMass, so I studied communications. Back in high school, I really thought I was going to be a physician's assistant. Like I was like, I'm definitely going to go to um, Mass College of Pharmacy. They have like a six-year program. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Plus, my high school was really focused on sciences, so I thought for a fact I was going to go down that path. Um, But literally, it was like my freshman year of uh, college. I'm sitting in class, and my friend's like, you don't like this do you and I was like no and he was like wait I'm sorry I lied I was actually a going into my junior year actually um and he's like you don't like this do you and I was like no so he literally walked me over to the communications department which was new at the time at UMass and introduced me to the faculty there and we really just hit it off you know understanding the many different paths that you can take in communications and someone like myself who has commitment issues it was just perfect because I was like I can jump around and I can do a bunch of different things. And so I ended up studying communications and I graduated with my degree in communications. Um, No specific focus. I also didn't really do any like internships or anything in college around comm. I just, you know, stuck to retail jobs and things of that sort. So I didn't really have any real experience outside of just um, my classroom experience, really. So once I graduated, I was struggling, trying to find a job. I remember speaking to my friend about it and she literally just like chilled me out. Like, Brianna, you have all this time. Like, why are you rushing? But I just felt this pressure. Like, I was like, I have to go to school. If I don't go to school, I mean, if I have to get a job, what am I talking about if I don't go to school? If I don't get a job, then what was the point of going to school? Like, I was just so nervous and overwhelmed and just honestly terrified. And so I just kept feeling like I wasn't good enough because I didn't have a job. Uh, My mom's like, girl, I don't know what you're going to do, but go ahead and apply to CVS. I'm sitting over here on my bougie bed talking about I'm not applying to CVS. Your girl's got a whole bachelor's degree. Like, what? And honestly, I should have gotten a job at CVS. Like, I really should have. I should have worked at CVS, making however much money I was going to make while I was still on my mom's health insurance. You know, chill, make enough money to travel, live it up. I realized looking back now, like, I'm 27 going on 28 this year. And I spent a majority of my 20s working. Like, ugh. (laughs) Ew. No, I'm just kidding. Like, working is definitely... 
necessary it's an essential but anyone who knows me in real life is like brianna i know you hate this and i'm like i do i really really do like i really just don't feel like i was meant to labor like laboring just feels like a task a task that i wasn't ready for just something i don't want to do um but yeah i just felt like i had to get a job like if i don't get a job then what was the whole point of going to college so i was just applying 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 and I'd finally gotten a job. Um, and my first job was working in higher education where I was working as a student. Honestly, at this point, I don't even remember. It was like a student services coordinator, basically like an academic advisor, but I didn't have my master's degree. So I wasn't like academic advisor level yet, um, but I was able to do the same exact job. So it's basically like free labor on their behalf. Like they bring you in because you're fresh out of college and they know you'll take anything, pay you not a lot, but actually, you know, in hindsight, they were paying me quite a bit in comparison to um, what, you know, a lot of um, fresh out of college graduates make. So I'm not going to like crap on them for that. But I wasn't making, you know, that that much. But then at the time, like it was good money. Um, and so, yeah, I like got that experience there. And then because of where I worked, I was able to go and get my master's degree for free, which was actually pretty cool. Um, and I just studied communications with HR management, not realizing still what I wanted for myself. Like all I knew was that when I graduated from undergrad, I just wanted to get my master's for free. And I literally couldn't see anything past that. I was just like, I want my master's. That's all I want. Um, and so it was really, really difficult for me once I finished my master's to think about what was next. But since graduating undergrad, I've been, I'm in my third job um, since graduating undergrad. I've grown so much. Like, if there are any college students, high school students listening to this podcast, like, please reach out to me. Let's talk because it's really wild. And there's so much that I just wish I knew then that I know now and things that I really want, you know, people to like learn from me about because. Just the experiences that you have post-graduation can honestly be really difficult. I saw this TikTok where this guy was like, honestly, uh, I think he was referring to it basically as like post-traumatic stress disorder or something along those lines where you pretty much just feel lost. Like you are literally in school from kindergarten to college. And if you keep going, you can possibly like possibly have been in college. I mean, school from elementary school all the way to your PhD like I have a friend that's doing that like it's literally just school 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 so when school's not involved it's like who am I I mean honestly for a lot of us like I can only imagine how much of our identities you know is rooted in just going to school um because that's literally what you do for a a long time Um, So getting to a point where you graduate and just you're trying to figure it all out, it can just get really, really freaking confusing. So, you know, just based on some of my experiences, there's just some things that I wanted to talk about. Um, The first thing I want to talk about is systematic racism, because it's going to probably come up in every single episode, because I love when I hear people say things like, it's always about race. You always want to make it about race, 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 race. Uh, Yes, bitch, because if we don't talk about race, then what is we doing? Like, race is so critical just in every aspect of your life as a black person, um, it really can 
take a toll on you just as you navigate life. So for me, I would say that I was someone who I grew up in the city, went to schools with, you know, predominantly went to schools that were predominantly black and brown students, barely spent any time around white people, except if they were a teacher or an instructor um, at like after school or something. But I remember asking my best friend, like, you go to school with white people? Like, what is that like? Like, I was not around white people like that. I did go to overnight camp when I was seven, like between the ages of seven and 12 in like New Hampshire and stuff like that. So I was around, you know, white people every now and then, but for the most part, I really wasn't like at all. Um, And so I knew where I came from in terms of like my family. Um, I knew I was black, I think. I can't say with the most confidence that I knew I was black, but, you know, I knew my skin wasn't white. Um, And I just felt really shocked when I entered the real world. Leaving college and going into the real world was culture shock. It was a shock that I wasn't ready for. I really wasn't. And since then, I haven't been the same. It's actually pretty sad Um, When I think about it, because it's like I used to navigate the world through a lens of like equality. I never thought about race. I never thought about how I differed. I knew when I went out with my friends and we acted like hood rats, people were looking at us like we were crazy, rocking our pink, green, orange, yellow on the train, yelling, swearing, just having a great time doing stupid shit. Like I knew people looked at me differently, but I didn't care. And I I didn't care so much to the point that I never even thought about it. I just wrote like it was what it was, what it was. Um, And so when I graduated and I started working full time, I didn't realize that people were going to treat me differently because I was black. I went to a very diverse school undergrad, like UMass Boston, shout out to them is probably, I believe they are literally the most diverse school in Boston, if not in this country, to be honest, like, it's so diverse, people from everywhere. Granted, their international um, student population is growing tremendously, but that's really where a lot of colleges and universities generate income, but that will be a conversation for another day. But just going to a very diverse school like UMass Boston, I felt included. I was around my people. I was around new people, but not once did I ever feel like race played a role. There were things in hindsight looking back where I knew that I was being treated differently, but now that I'm wiser, I'm like, okay, yeah, that was racist. But at the time, I just wasn't as impacted by things. And I miss that. I miss that. You know, I really, really do. And I feel like it's something that people don't really realize is like, not like being... I I don't want to say ignorant because it's not like I chose to be ignorant, even though we can be unconsciously ignorant. Like it's not really something that we have much control over at times, but ignorance really is bliss. Like those were days where I was genuinely happier because I wasn't as impacted by the realities of our world. And now that I'm 27 in this age, you know, I talk to my family all the time about race and it's like, I know they're tired of it, but it's like, I'm, talking about it as if I'm making up for lost time. Like I'm realizing stuff. And when you start realizing stuff and you you just become more conscious and you see things differently, it really does impact the way that you navigate the world. And so I'm someone who definitely is dealing with racial trauma. I mean, the trauma that I experienced graduating from undergrad and going into my first job 
was something that I still haven't bounced back from, you know, dealing with situations where I'm treated almost like actually, like actually less than simply because I'm black, no matter how ambitious I was, no matter how great I was, no matter what I achieved, no matter what my outcomes were, I would always be last. Um, and this isn't me manifesting this for my future because your girl is popping and I know my worth. Um, but I'm just talking about that first experience. Like I remember my first day, they did these things like meet and greets. You'd go around from office to office and I'm sitting in this white lady's office. She's an advisor, whatever. And we're talking and she's like, yeah, you know, I grew up in a town where it was very Republican. Like there wasn't, you know, there wasn't, um, you know, you know, white people, I don't got to explain it. You know what they be doing. You know what they be doing. And so that happened. And that was my first day. I'm like, girl, I don't give a fuck that you grew up in a Republican neighborhood. Like, what does that have to do with me? And why are you like, what is really going on here? Um, And that's really a way of saying proceed with caution. And I could only imagine what life would be like working there through this past, like, you know, uh, this past, uh, group of people in the white house is what i'm basically trying to say but i can't remember the word right now um so yeah like couldn't imagine um but yeah and so i realized the ways in which racial trauma shows up in my life and so those are some things that i just kind of want to talk about for a quick moment because these might be things that resonate with you and things that you're experiencing so let's talk about it so racial trauma shows up in my life by always feeling like i am on the edge everything. I have a hyper awareness, like, especially when it comes to white people, like they cannot say a thing without me feeling like I need to open up my ears to the widest extent. So I can make sure that you're not talking crazy because I don't have a tolerance for that. And my mom and my grandmother don't understand. They're like, Brianna, like you have to learn how to relax and you can't always be so, no, you can't always be so what racist people can get beat up. Like, racist people can catch these hands. I'm not a fighter, y'all, but if I was, like, you can catch these hands, boo. Like, mm. anyways, so, yeah. Um, I just be, like, listening, like, waiting, waiting. There's not a single thing a white person can do at this point that doesn't feel racist to me. Everything feels racist. Everything. And I know someone's going to listen and be like, damn, this bitch is bitter. Damn, this bitch is crazy. And you might not be wrong, but at the same time, it's trauma. Like when you experience shit that really hurts you, like it's so easy to um, feel like everything can be an attack. And so, and so when I hear people say things like black people and their victim mentalities, like the victim mentality is not real when you are literally a victim to the system like how dare you try to throw the word victim around here like we're not actually the victims like give me a quick second because I have to actually look up the definition of what a victim is I have my um uh, computer right here so victim a person harmed injured or killed as a result of a crime accident or other event or action so hold up hold hold wait a minute victim a person harmed injured or killed as a result of a crime accident or other event or action slavery terrorism systematic racism institutional racism um 
police brutality, all those things. And I'm not even going to get even more in depth because um, I'm not trying to trigger nobody. I am not trying to trigger anybody, but I'm just saying, I just gave y'all a whole list of things that make us victims. So there's no such thing as a victim mentality. So all I'm saying is that when you are in a position where you have been hurt, there is going to be trauma associated with that period, point blank period. And so for me, it shows up in my life of the way, like I said, of having a heightened awareness. Um, It shows up in my life as being fearful. Like I remember I was at a conference and someone dropped $10 and I know my Nana, I hope she don't listen to this episode because if she do, she's going to be mad. But I was at a conference and someone dropped $10. I didn't see who it was. I literally didn't. Um, but there were people around like chilling at different tables. And so I had this moment where it was just me walking like towards a group of people. And I looked down randomly and I seen this $10 bill and I kept walking. Y'all, I did not pick up the $10. Why? Because even if I was going to pick it up and turn it in, which maybe I would have if someone saw me, but that's besides the point. Anyways, you know, if God sends you a blessing, sis, accept it. Anyways, that's all I'm saying. Cause that $10 could have belonged to anybody. So me picking it up and using it to buy lunch could have been a gift. But anyways, I digress. Um, I didn't pick it up. I just kept going. I was terrified. Like, I'm like, yo, people are gonna see me pick this $10 up. They're going to be like, who's this black girl out here stealing money? Like that's another way in which it shows up. Like it literally showed up in me not picking up money. My Nana will pick up a quarter. She'll pick up 10 cents. I mean, I ain't seen her pick up a penny, but she might've picked up a penny or two in her day, but she, I've seen her pick up a dime. She doesn't play. She's like, money's money. Why, why, why wouldn't I? So if she knew I didn't pick up that $10, she'd be mad, but I'd be like, Nana, the drama. It was racial trauma. Blame the whites. Like literally I did not pick up that $10. And do I regret it till this day? Debatable, but we're moving on. Like we're trying to be better. Um, but yeah, I literally didn't pick up the money. And so that's another way in which it shows up in my life. Um, another way that it shows up in my life is honestly anger. I'm an angry black woman. And that feels so good to say, because there's so many words in my life that I'm reclaiming. Like y'all are going to hear me talk about being fat. I'm reclaiming the word fat. The word black is already something that people are terrified of using, but we've reclaimed that over time. Black girl magic, black excellence, black, black, blackity, black, black, black. This month is black history month. I'm extra black. You know, we've reclaimed the word. White people gonna know we black. We gonna say we black. We proud of being black. They been happy to be black. Yo, just now we happy being black. Like black, 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 black. If you white one more time, black. Like we're not afraid of the word. So anyways, I'm just saying all that to say, reclaiming words. So reclaiming angry black women. Damn right I'm angry. I'm angry as a mug, but you know what? That's all I'm gonna say. I'm angry as a mug. I'm angry, angry, angry because I feel hurt. And honestly, I mean, I go to therapy. We're going to talk about that in another episode, but I go to therapy. I do. And it helps a lot to just be able to release these feelings and these emotions. But there's an anger that lives inside of me for so many different reasons. And we'll definitely dive into it. Um, But it lives inside of me. And that's another way in which it shows up. 
And I feel like I've already, I'm already going to be labeled as angry, you know, when I'm sitting in a meeting and I just don't, I'm not smiling because my face just chooses to sit there how it sits there. And people assume I'm sad or that I'm upset or something's wrong or I'm uninterested. You know, my boss said, sometimes, Brianna, I feel like I should just be talking to a wall because you don't seem interested. What about me says I'm not interested, huh? Is it the fact that I'm black? You want to say it's because I'm black? If y'all could see the face I'm making right now, like, is it because I'm black? Like, wait. Like, actually, though, why? Why do I look angry to you or upset or annoyed? So, yes, your girl is angry. I am. I'm reclaiming that. What you going to do about it, huh? You going to come through this mic? You going to hit me? No, I'm just kidding. Let me stop. Um, But yeah, so that's another way in which it shows up to my life. I want to be happy. Trust and believe I do. But, and we're also going to get into privilege, y'all. Like I said, I got stuff to talk about. I was like, am I really going to make this podcast? Because what am I going to talk about? I got so much to talk about. And sitting here talking right now feels so good. Like, This feels great because this is honestly a release of emotion in a way that I needed to do it. I blog too. I have a blog and a lot of this stuff that I'm talking about now I've blogged about, but it feels so good to just be able to talk about it in such an open and candid way. And I pray that this resonates with someone. I really do. Um, And so thinking about all these different ways in which racial trauma shows up in my life, I mean let's get into the podcast of where do we go from here? Again, I want this podcast to be very solution oriented, right? Like I'm not here to just vent, even though I just did that for the past 20 minutes, but that's not the point. We're going to move on. Um, I want to have solutions. I do. I want to talk through solutions. I want your feedback. Leave me a message chat with me, follow me on IG, like hit me up. Let's talk. We can form communities. Like I know that I'm not the only one going through these things. And I love going on, um, you know, the new uh, platform clubhouse or whatever, but there's a level of genuity that clubhouse is incapable of reaching, especially when you're in a space with strangers and you're sharing and you're vulnerable and you're opening up. But after you share, you get a quick response like, I get it. And then we move on. It's so much deeper than just an I get it. Honestly, it doesn't have the same impact as a Zoom meeting or a face-to-face meeting and even a podcast. Like, yeah, I'm one person and you're listening to me, but like, I'm welcoming you into this space. Like, I want to talk about it more and I want these things to resonate with you. And I want you to feel something. I want you to take something away from this. And the conversation doesn't have to end here. But thinking about where do we go from here? So let's talk about it. Where do we go from here? It places that we go from here is to the internet. I'm so serious when I say that. Go to the internet. Go to YouTube. Look up, you know, other people's experiences. Sometimes it really helps to just listen to folks who have been through what you've been through or who can relate or, um, you know, have gotten out of these places because it can be really impactful just to see their growth. I always encourage people to journal when you're in a really difficult space because you see just how far you've come. Um, I remember back in college, it was like my sophomore, junior year, maybe even my senior year, undergrad, I borrowed a Spanish textbook for the year. You know, you'd be renting your books or whatever. And um, renting books, like, if you didn't find it at the end of the school year or the semester, it was going to cost you. And my irresponsible ass at the time, I'm still working on it, but 
anyways, I digress. Um, I lost the book and they told me I had to pay a hundred dollars. I had three jobs, but all my money was spent. Like my money was spent clothes, shoes, partying and bullshit. The money was gone. I had done. Um, and they're like, you owe a hundred dollars on the Spanish textbook. Y'all I had a journal because at the time I was talking mad shit on Twitter, all these subtweets. So your girl went and bought a journal and I was writing in my journal and I (laughs) found my journal not too long ago. And looking back at old journals, like the growth, the growth. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Why did I say it like that? I'm not editing this podcast. So y'all, y'all, mm, judge me if you want, but it'd be like that. Anyway, so the growth. <laughs> I bought a journal and in my journal, looking back at that, I seen that I had wrote, you can't find your Spanish textbook, you idiot. Now you have to pay $100. I don't know where you're going to get the money from yada 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 blah 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 blah. life is over just like that y'all I was crazy um anyways so ciao I looked back on that and I laughed because that hundred dollars did not prevent me from going anywhere in life (laughs) like it didn't stop no show it was not a barrier it didn't do anything to prevent me from doing anything um but looking back like that was literally the biggest problem in my life at the time and so I I say all this to say like when you see people overcome like certain things that you go through it really can inspire you to understand that like it's gonna get better it's going to get better this is not the end in fact it's probably the beginning maybe close to the middle but it's the middle of the chapter sis bro queen king if you got a dog, dog, like it's literally maybe the middle of your chapter. But when that chapter ends, you'll be moving on to the next one, boo. Like don't feel, or I'm not going to tell you how to feel. What I'm basically trying to say is to look to others who have been through similar situations and see their growth because that might inspire you and it could help. Also document your own growth, the journey. The journey lives in your testament. It lives in your experiences. It lives in your day-to-day living. The journey is right now. It's this second. It's this breath. This is the journey. So make sure you're writing down these these moments because you want to be able to see the impact. If there's one thing I've learned, and I'm still working on understanding this, is that life isn't a montage. You know, when you make your YouTube videos and you speed it up and you watch me clean and, you know, fast paced like that's not how life works we have to go through the motions of life minute by minute every single minute we are living we are going through the motions of life and you have to live life every moment of it and so it's really important to understand like you're not just going to be able to fast forward you got to go through it you have to but the beauty of going through it is being able to look back once you have gone through it and realize just how much growth you actually achieved Um, so that's one place we go from here is to the internet, look it up, see what people are going through. I know when I'm going through something, the first thing I want to do is learn from someone who's gone through it too. Um, the next thing, like, you know, where do we go from here is honestly, like, I feel like we should honestly also be going to seek therapy. And I know it's so cliche at this point because we are normalizing the bleep 
I don't have a bleep button, but we're normalizing the bleep. I'm trying not to swear, y'all. But this is just naturally me. I feel like a swear or two ain't never hurt nobody. So if you don't like swearing, I am so sorry. Just know uh, there's only going to be a couple here and there. That's about it. And why am I talking like this? Anyway, so um, yeah, you know, like definitely seek out therapy. It does not hurt. I've had experiences with therapy. I'm definitely going to talk about it on this show because I'm a therapy queen. I'm a therapy advocate. Go talk to somebody. Like, go talk to somebody. Somebody unbiased, someone who doesn't know you, but someone who will support you and someone who will listen to you uninterrupted, not on their phone, not watching TikToks, not on Instagram. They have their phone down. Find a therapist that don't even got a phone. Well, you got to reach her him her them uh but you get the point like you don't want them to even have a phone like you want someone who just that undivided attention let me tell y'all it is just so meaningful when someone gives you their undivided attention like they are listening but not just listening to respond but they are listening to you have you ever had someone listen to you before just like Full on listen in a way where they are understanding you. They can repeat your words back to you the same exact way that they came out of your mouth. They can contextualize your statements. Like that is just an unmatched type of 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 uh, support. So therapy, honestly, and there are some resources um, that you can look into for therapy if you want to find a therapist local to you. Um, I'll share that in the show notes, but definitely therapy. And that's always going to be somewhere we can go from now. But if you are like me in any way, shape or form, these are some things that could help. And over here, your girl is trying to be solution oriented, like I said, because it gets real and it gets hard. And I remember back in middle school, I would go crying every single day in the nurse's office because I didn't want to be in school or class, but that's something we'll talk about at a later time. But she would always say to me, as I sit there laying on the couch, pretending I was sick because I didn't want to be in class, Brianna, life gets better. I feel like she was like, because, you know, life ain't better yet. But, you know, we, we making progress. We're making progress. But she used to tell me that. And I would be like, when, miss, when? Um, it's gotten better. Um, but, you know, it takes time. And so, yeah, solutions. Like, where do we go from here, y'all? Where do we go? Um, so this is what we're going to continue talking about. Try out some of these techniques and, you know, see if it helps. And get back to you, girl. Let me know. If you have made it to this point in my podcast, that means you've been listening to Sis Talk. You've been listening to Sis Vent. You've been listening to Sis Ramble. You've been listening to Sis Talk and go on and on and on because your girl can talk, okay? Oh, cr- oh, cr- Let me stop, Brianna. Get it together. Anyway, so if I had a dollar for, yo, if literally every time I say anyway, so... I hope y'all don't tune me out because I do that so often now and I really need to get it together. But it's like my new way of saying like, I hate when people say like, you ever just listen to someone be like, 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 or um, 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 no offense because we're all a work in progress, but 
that really grinds my gears. So my new like and um is anyway, so which I feel kind of comes from TikTok, which we can talk about TikTok another time because I'll be on TikTok all the time. Y'all be on TikTok. Do y'all like TikTok? Let me know. Um, but if you made it to this point in my podcast, I love you. I say that with conviction. I love you. I appreciate you. I am rooting for you. Whether you made it to the whether you made it to this point or not. But if you did, then you got the message. I should probably start saying this at the beginning too, just so that people know. Um, if they don't make it this far, but if this helped you like send it to a friend, listen to this in the morning while you're getting ready. Um, you know, just like, I don't know. I just really do hope that this helps. And I made this podcast because I go through stuff and there's stuff I want to talk about and there's sides of me that I don't often get to talk about. And so doing this just will really feel like I'm talking to my home girl. I'm talking to Maybe even a guy, if there's a guy out there who listens in and enjoys this, like I'm talking to my homeboy, like I'm talking to whomever wants to listen. Um, and again, this is a space that I'm creating for all of us. So hit me up in the DMs, like go to my IG, let me know how you feel about this episode. If you have any feedback, any questions, if you want to come on the podcast, like I want to talk to people. I want to talk to new people. Everybody has a story. And I want to listen. I really do. So hit your girl up. Um, But this was my episode on racial trauma. I hope this helps. I hope you learned. Um, Like, is there a like button on Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But if there is, then like. Um, I wanted to say like, comment, and subscribe because YouTube, but I'm not even on YouTube. But if I was, that's what I would say. But anyways, this isn't YouTube. Brianna, what are you doing? Um yeah, like, you know, share, share this podcast with someone and tell them you love them. Send it along and just say, I love you. Listen. Um, so yeah, I will see you all, or I will talk to you all in my next episode. And again, thank you so, so much for listening. I'm sending you love. I'm sending you light. And actually, I just want to leave you with one, one quick question. Um, If no one's asked you this recently, what do you like to do for fun? I want you to thoroughly think about what you like to do for fun. What does fun feel like? What does fun look like? Who are you with? Where are you? What are you doing? I want you to think about it. Um, And if you want to respond and let me know, then definitely DM me on the gram. Um or leave me like I think you can leave like a voice message or something but even if you don't tell me your answer I just want you to think about that and that's just something I want to leave you with um so again thanks for listening to my episode on racial trauma where do we go from here the podcast and yes sending love and light y'all peace out until next time